Chapter Six of Lion Ben of Elm Island. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Lion Ben of Elm Island by Elijah Kellogg. Chapter Six. Ben buys Elm Island. Ben went to Boston to see the old merchant whom he knew very well, having often seen him at his father's when he was on his summer visits. The good merchant, who had been a poor boy and earned his property by his own industry, was both too wise and too good to value himself by his wealth, received Ben so kindly that he told him all his heart. What he wanted the island for, of the promise he had made to Sally, and all about it. He commended Ben, told him he knew Sally's father, that he had sailed for him, and her mother too. She was of good blood. There was a great deal in the blood. He told him he would have a happy life, that he had always regretted that he had not been a farmer himself. He had worked night and day, amassed a large property, educated his family, and looked forward to the time when they would be a source of happiness to him. But his children were indolent, knew he had wealth and had no desire to do anything for themselves. He feared they would spend his money faster than he had earned it. Indeed, Ben, replied the merchant with a sigh, I would much rather take your chance for happiness and a comfortable living in this world than that of either of my sons. Ben was utterly amazed. He had thought, when looking upon that splendid furniture, and wealth, and taste there displayed, that people in such circumstances must be extremely happy. But, as he was not deficient in shrewdness, he learned a lesson that effectually repressed any desire to murmur at his own lot. The merchant then said to him, Mr. Rhines, if you were buying this island on speculation, I should charge you a round price for it, as the timber is valuable, easy of access by water, the taxes are merely nominal, and your father prevents it from being plundered. But as you are buying it to make a home of, and I know what you have done for your father, for he told me himself, I shall let you have it at a low rate, and any length of time you wish to pay for it in. As they parted, he encouraged Ben by telling him that a down-easter would get rich where anybody else would starve. It was now the month of October. Ben proposed that they should be married. Sally should live with her mother during the winter, while he went on to the island, cut a freight of spars, dug a cellar before the ground froze, and made preparations for building in the spring. But Sally declared she would as lief have Ben's at sea as have him on this island, running back and forth in the cold winter, that after a man had been at work a whole week, he didn't want to pull a boat six miles and be wet all through with spray, that there would be a great many days when, if he was off, he could not get on, and if he was on, he could not get off, and there would be a great deal of time lost. Man and wife ought not to be separated. T'was no way to live. She would go to the island and live with him live where sally inquired ben why with you i suppose you will live somewhere won't you 
"'Well,' replied Ben, with a comical look at his great limbs, "'I can live anywhere a Newfoundland dog can. "'But I shouldn't want you to, nor should I consent to it. "'I expect to take some hands with me, "'build a half-faced cabin good enough for us to live in, "'cut spars and timber, build a house next summer, and move in the fall. "'It'll cost you a good deal to build this house.' why yes i can get the frame on the island and the stuff for the boards and shingles i shall have to buy bricks and lime and nails and, and hire a joiner what does cost to build a log house next to nothing because we can build them of logs that are fit for nothing else are they warm warmest things that ever you saw the boards on a house are only an inch thick but you can have the logs three feet thick if you like are they tight they can be made as tight as a cup. I don't think, then, a Newfoundland dog would be likely to suffer much in your shanty. I was telling how a log house could be made. I don't expect to take much pains with mine. Would not all this timber that you are going to make frame, boards, and shingles of fetch a good price on the market? Why, yes, it would nearly all make spars. Then you should build, instead of a half-faced cabin, a real log-house. Three feet thick, if you like, and as tight as a cup. I'll go on with you. It'll be a great deal better than to take turns in cooking and live like pigs, as men always do when they live together. I've heard you say you had rather eat off a chip and then throw it away than eat off a china plate and have to wash it when you were done. Then there would be no time lost. When you came in from your work, you would have your meals warm, and we would have a real sociable time in the evening. Oh, that will never do. But it will do, Ben. You've just said that a log house was warm and comfortable. Indeed it is, chimed in the old lady, who, with her spectacles above her cap and her hands upon her knees, sat leaning forward, her whole soul in her face while her favourite cat, who for twenty years had spent the evening in her patron's lap, stood with one paw upon his mistress's knee, and the other uplifted with an air of astonishment at being prevented from securing her accustomed place. Indeed it is. Mother used to say this house never began to be so warm or so tight as the old log house. Oh, dear, Sally, exclaimed Ben, greatly troubled. I thought was bad enough to take you on to the island to live at all, and now you insist on living in a log house. What will folks say? They will say, there's Sally Hadlock, that might have had her pick of the likeliest fellows in town, and never have had to bring the water to wash her hands, has taken up with Ben Rhines, and gone to live in a log shanty on Elm Island. Look here, Ben, replied Sally. Suppose my father had been a fisherman and lived on Elm Island. Wouldn't you have come on there and lived with me? Though all the young fellows in town had said, There's Ben Rhymes, that might have been master of as fine a ship as ever swum, has taken up with old Hadlock's daughter and gone to live on Elm Island. To be sure I would. Well then, said Sally, colouring, I hope you don't want me to say right here before mother that I'd rather live on Elm Island in a log house with the boy I love than with the best of them in a palace. I want to bring the water to wash my hands. I don't believe that God made us to be idle 
or that we are any happier for being so that's right shouted the old lady in ecstasies rising up and kissing her daughter's cheek that's the old-fashioned sort of love that will wear and make happiness and it's all the thing on this earth that will it will bear trial it is a fast colour and won't fade out in washing most young people nowadays want to begin where their fathers left off and they end with running out all that their fathers left them you're willing to begin and cut your garment according to your cloth and you will prosper accordingly End of chapter six